0: In this solo episode of 2000 Books, I talk about the four keys that made Michael Phelps the greatest athlete in the world, and how you can apply those ideas in your life and business starting today. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books, where we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs every single week. And I'm your host and former computer engineer turned entrepreneur, Manny Lyon. So these days, people often ask me, Manny, you've read over a thousand books now. What is it? What is that one most important success lesson you've learned from all these books? What separates the successful from everyone else? So I decided to create a free video course to show you exactly what that number one ingredient of success is and how anyone can develop it. You can get it for free at 2000books.com slash success. That's 2000books.com slash success. Michael Phelps is arguably the greatest athlete to have ever lived having won 28 Olympic medals in his storied career. Let's jump into his book, No Limits, The Will to Succeed and learn all about what made him so successful. Michael Phelps, his biography, No Limits, The Will to Succeed. I really love this book. There's so much to learn from a great athlete about how they go about winning in life. And Michael Phelps is truly an exceptional performer. He won 22 medals in the Olympics. And, of course, he set the world record with eight gold medals in the Beijing Olympics. Now, there's so much to learn from him. But probably one thing that stands out, when you stand back from the whole book and you look at the big picture of everything he has done, something that really stands out, something uh, tremendously Uh, tremendously uh, difficult sometimes for a lot of us, the idea of a very paradoxical way of looking at things. So the paradox in case of Michael Phelps was the idea that he had to feel like he was a champion right now. That's what his coach taught him. His coach taught him that you don't wait Till you win a gold medal in order to feel like a gold medalist. You got to feel like a gold medalist today. You feel, you got to feel like a champion today and you will become a champion later on. You don't wait till you become a champion in order to feel like a champion. That does not make you a champion. So you got to feel like a champion now. Now where is the paradox? The paradox is on the other side of the equation. While he has to feel like he is a champion now, he also had this desperate crazy hunger he was just crazy for success he was so hungry for success as if he had never won before so he had to keep these competing mindsets in his time on one side he had to feel like a champion on the other hand he had to feel like he was really hungry in order to to, to win more goals to win more championships and it really shows in the way he approached a lot of his uh, workouts and the way he uh, motivated himself there are quite a few examples um, he used to he loves the doubters he always says I love my doubters because they provide me so much motivation and one of them was Ian Thorpe Ian Thorpe the Australian swimmer the great swimmer from Australia and Michael Phelps used to look up to him he was kind, he used to idolize him but then uh, Ian Thorpe said I don't really think anyone Michael Phelps can win eight 2008 gold medals in the 2008 Olympics and that really, really, really rubbed. That really made Michael get super hungry and want to prove him wrong. He, he decided that he was going to do whatever it took to prove Ian Thorpe wrong. So he actually uh, taped this quote by Ian Thorpe in his locker and he would remind himself of it every day that he, someone out there believes he cannot win eight gold medals. And of course, we know now that he did it. Similarly... Um, he had a poster of Ian Crocker, who was his competitor at the time, he taped it up on his ceiling, on his bedroom ceiling, because that's how, because there was some magazine article about how he was one of the greatest uh, swimmers, and he was called Superfly, and he, he, uh, Michael Phelps, just took that poster of Crocker, and put it up on the bedroom wall, and said, okay, I wake up thinking about Ian Crocker. I think I look at him all the time. I look at his picture first thing in the morning. I am so desperate to beat him. I'll do whatever it takes to beat him. I will do everything it takes to beat him. So there's this dichotomy here. There's this paradox. How can someone feel like they've already won when they're so desperate and so hungry to win? And that's the fun part of it. That's the challenge for all of us in our lives. We have to feel like champions. We have to feel like we're successful. And at the same time, we have to be hungry like we've never uh, tasted success. We have to be so hungry and so desperately hungry. But at the same time, also feel amazingly like a champion. Feel like we are the winners, that we have won, that we are going to win, that we are the winners. So consider this thought, a very difficult way to uh, to think about life, but we have to have this paradox, the paradox of hunger and feeling like a champion because that really makes this effort so much more um, it gives it, it makes us it makes our results come so much better. So the next big idea is Bob Bowman's philosophy where he used to say do what others can't or what others want and what that meant to him was that, People might practice only a certain number of days. People might take Sundays off. But in case of Michael, there is no Sundays off. There is no days off. So there was a period of time between 98 and 2003. The whole five years, Michael Phelps only took three days off. He took one day off for, because of a snowstorm and he couldn't uh, drive. And two days off because he had to have uh, wisdom teeth removed. So, in five years, Michael Phelps only took three days off. Now, that is dedication. That is doing what others can't and what others want. Another thing Bob Bowman would do is make, make him practice really hard towards the end and make the practices themselves really, really, really hard. More more practice than anyone else had ever done before. There was a time when in 2003, 2004 when they were practicing or, or after 2004 when they were practicing, and, um, people were saying that Michael Phelps is going to overpractice himself. He's going to fatigue himself because doing, he's doing much more than what most swimmers do. But of course, Bob Bowman said, no, we're going to do what others can't or what others want, because that's what is going to make us the best in the world. You are going to swim to become the best firm in the world. You're not going to swim in order to also just compete. So that is what, if in your business... Are you working that hard? Are you thinking about doing what others can't or what others won't? When others are making excuses, you are still working hard. When others are saying, let me take a day off, you're still working hard. When others are out to party, you're saying, let me work hard. Let me figure this out. That is what Bob Bowman and Michael Phelps are teaching us here to keep on doing what others might not want to do or others will not do or others cannot do. Another great idea from the book, another great thing that Michael Phelps talks a lot about, is a videotape. What he meant by that is that they used to visualize his coach taught him to visualize uh, his success all the time, and even when he was very young, his coach would make him record like think of a videotape he would just say, "Okay, Michael, put in the videotape into the player and start watching yourself succeeding. start watching yourself succeed and that 's what Michael Phelps got used to doing he would watch himself um, swim the whole race. He would watch himself um, win the race. He would watch the wake of the water. He would feel the wake of the water. He would hear the roar of the crowd. He would um, feel the uh, temperature of the water and the strokes that he was making and all those things. So his coach was always telling him, okay, uh, put the videotape in. And this is something he did when he woke up in the morning, this is something he did when he went to bed in nighttime. This is something he did before going to the before jumping into the race. Also during the day, he would doze off and think about this tape. He would just visualize, visualize, visualize his success all the time. Simple metaphor, videotape, but really really real clarity on how to program your mind to achieve great success. And the final, the biggest idea in the book, I think it comes partly from Stoic philosophy, partly from uh, uh, the Stoic idea that we must act, we must take action in spite of our feelings. No matter how we feel, how we, feel, we still do what we need to do. So if you're feeling bad, if you're feeling down, if you feel like there are obstacles in your way and you are, you're sad and you're miserable and things are not going your way, doesn't matter. That's what Bob Bowman is teaching him. He said, it does not matter how you feel. It does not matter how you feel. You are going to swim great no matter what. You're going to swim great if, you feel, if you're still feeling sad. You're going to swim great if you're feeling depressed today. You're going to swim great if you feel like you're just tired today. You're going to swim great um, no matter what the conditions might be. And there was an acronym they used, which was what's important now, W-I-N, win what's important now. So what real champions do? Real champions win. Real champions do what's important now. Real champions, W-I-N, what's important now. Now the key is that uh, what would average swimmers do? What would uh, not so great swimmers do? They would make excuses. They would say, "Ah, eh, I am too tired. I'm too hurt. I, there are so many obstacles. I don't feel good. So they don't do what is the right thing. They don't do they don't go uh, and try to swim great that day because they have been, they have been, um, they have been pulled back by their emotions. They have been pulled back by their feelings. Um, and uh, Michael Phelps draws a lot of motivation from one of his idols, Michael Jordan, and he talks about that in the book. and He says Michael Jordan in the nineteen ninety seven uh, Olympics on nineteen ninety seven MDA finals. In game five, he had stomach flu and the night before he could not sleep. He, could not, he had almost no fluids left in his body because he was um, dehydrated from the stomach flu. But he, came out, he went on to play the game and then he played for 44 minutes and scored 38 points in the game and the Bulls won the game. So that is a champion winning. And what's winning? What's important now? He's doing what's important now, irrespective of the circumstances. The circumstances do not matter. He's gonna do what's important right now. He's gonna, uh, he's gonna take action, irrespective of his feelings. That is crucial in becoming a champion. Of course, the same, a very similar thing happened to Michael Phelps. There's a great story about how in his life he was. Um, he, he, in, in, during the 2008 uh, butterfly f- uh, finals, 200 meter finals, what happened was his goggles started to leak. Now, if you have, uh, if you swim, and if you realize when you are, when you have goggles on and they leak, and you get water in your goggles, you can't see anything. It's blurred. You cannot see absolutely anything. You can't even see a few meters ahead of you. And this is—he still has a a loo of... um. A lap and a half left, around 75 meters left, and his waters are co- his goggles are completely filled with water. He cannot see anything. So what did he do? He started counting his strokes. He knew it would take around 19 to 20 strokes to get to the fin- to finish the uh, finish the uh, lap, and that's what he did. As soon as he started the fourth lap, he started counting the laps, counting the laps, counting la- counting his strokes, counting the strokes, counting the strokes, and he kept on doing what was the right thing to do. What's important now? He did not panic, he did not care about the fact that he cannot see. He just said, I'm going to continue to do what I do best, I'm going to do what I can control, I'm going to control, I'm going to act on what is possible and not worry about everything else that's around me. I'm not going to feel sorry about myself, I'm not going to feel bad about myself, I'm just going to go out and win, which is do what's important now. And he indeed did that and he went on to win the gold medal in the 200-meter butterflies in 2008 Olympics. That's, that really teaches us a huge lesson in life. When the going is rough, when things are hard, when obstacles are all in our faces, and we want to give up, we want to give up the fight for a little bit, we just want to retire. Maybe there is a challenge here. Maybe the Stoics are telling us, or maybe Bob Bowman and Michael Phelps are teaching us, that we got to keep going. We got to do what's important irrespective of how we're feeling in this moment. So there we have it, Michael Phelps' biography. So many great lessons to learn from this book. Great guide to learn about how to perform at your very best, how to get to the very best, whether it's business, whether it's athletics, whatever endeavor you have in your life, you can learn a lot from Michael Phelps. So as more and more people find out about what I do, the question I invariably get asked is, Manny, You've read over a thousand books now. What is the most important success lesson you've learned from all these books? What is it that separates the winners, the successful from everyone else? So I decided to create a free video course to show you exactly what that number one ingredient of success is and how anyone can develop it. You can get it for free at 2000books.com slash success. Well, until next time, my ambitious friends, do something great with your life. Don't waste it. So a lot of you have asked me how I consume seven books a week. Well, I do read a lot, but I also listen to audiobooks when I'm driving, when I'm working out, when I'm running errands, when I'm out running. It's such a great use of my time. And not only that, I listen to the books at three times the normal speed. Yeah, it's 3x. So I consume a six-hour-long book in two hours flat. I just love Audible for that, and I've been using it for years now. And right now, you can give Audible a try by signing up for a free trial membership and get any audiobook in their library for free. And if you don't like it, just cancel the trial membership and you won't be charged anything. However, you still get to keep the audiobook forever for free. So to avail this offer, just head on over to 2000books.com free. That's 2000books.com F-R-E-E free.